0: Uh, we are not Jesus. Please, please let us come together and remember who is Jesus and then go back to basically his prayer. Uh, Be one. (laughs) Uh, Love your neighbor and if you are trying to do whatever you're doing out of loving your neighbor uh, maybe you can let the head, re- not let, remember, remember that the head is Jesus and you are the body. Welcome to all God's
1: children. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go and talk about that taboo trinity race, religion, and politics. Thank you for joining the Raceless Gospel Podcast, where we gather this season for some bodybuilding and to discuss whether the church is a body or a building. I am your host and podcast pastor, Scarlett Thomas. On today's podcast, I am joined by Brent Dubé, who is the Executive Director of Corninia Partners, In this episode, we will discuss whether the church is in over its head, Christ's position as the head of the body, and how the church loses its own in turbulent times. But first, won't you pray for us? And with me. Know it all, God, who is more than head and shoulders above us, Yet you don't look down on us, but walked among us. Though your ways are not our ways, and we would never cross paths, yet Jesus became God with us. So we are sure that he knows what it's like to walk in our shoes. We confess that we struggle to walk in his sandals, just like John the Baptist. Camel hair makes me itch and we scratch our heads when we think about what Jesus did with his body. And whence, when we think about what we do as his body, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. As we discern what it takes to believe, give us the courage to scratch our heads and to confess that we need to remain at your feet because we will never know at all. Amen. I have a testimony because I still can't believe what I'm seeing. But first, in the Pentecostal holiness tradition that I came to the Christian faith in during the worship service, members stood up and gave a brief testimony about the Lord's work in their lives, which most often began, first giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, to the pastor, visitors, saints, and friends. That introduction aimed to acknowledge all those in attendance. Now, let me say this. Can you believe it? From misfits to micromanagers of a religious experience, from crucifixion spectators to curators of the pastor's movements, from house churches to multi-million dollar buildings, from donkeys to private jets, from tuna fish sandwiches to star-studded events, the North American church has come a long way from Calvary. Can you believe it? The North American church's leader, Jesus, rose from the grave, yet the institution remains in a compromising position. Its tongue tied to the American government and tied down by its political allegiances. The resurrected body of Christ split in two as if the divine can be split in two, Democrat and Republican sides as if God has only two sides and we have seen both and lived. We live as if the glory of God is revealed in those we vote for. We pull the lever and live to see the work of our hands. It's heresy. God is not a politician and does not need to lie. Can you believe that the North American church would reduce the word made flesh to the US Constitution, the mysterious ways of God, to a voting block, and the will of God to a 50-year political strategy. We've got God all figured out, all worked out, all the divine persons working for our side of the equation. Then we wonder why nothing works out. The Trinity plus you versus me, equals systemic inequality and inequity with a pseudo-theological backing. The power of God, reserved solely for America's protection and the annihilation of its enemies. To ensure that the country accumulates the most territory and wealth, but not before enacting genocidal violence to ensure that its victims do not live to tell the story. Can you believe it? Can you believe that the North American church would attempt to confine the God who created worlds and galaxies to America's shores and suggest that God's vested interest lies with these 50 states and those islands it holds hostage and no more? painted into a corner of the world as a socially colored white man, which props up the socio-political construct of race, white supremacy, and the patriarchy. How, how convenient. But none of these pop up in descriptions or depictions of God in the Hebrew or Christian scriptures. Do we really believe that the movements of God are in lockstep with americas with caesar as the head we enlist god in the fight for the american right to go anywhere and take everything and well i'm scratching my head because this is not what jesus said and i'm tilting my head because this is not what Jesus did and I'm shaking my head because this is not what Jesus died for and I'm banging my head against a brick wall because this is not what Jesus was building on when he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. This is not to be confused with the church as enterprise, as franchise, one church in three locations, a 501c3 organization as tax-exempt DBA, doing business as usual. This is unusual, given Jesus' example. What am I witnessing? Because God's prophets are now fortune-tellers who only see good things. The early church used to go from house to house Now we meet for an hour, twice a week. Fullness of Christ wrongly equated with full pews, now reduced to near-empty church buildings. Can you believe it? Our scripture reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, and verses 14 through 16. The New Revised Standard Version translates Paul's words this way. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love... We must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is Reverend Starlet Thomas, your podcast pastor, and we'll be right back. Baptist Women in Ministry works to see women thrive as they minister and lead within Baptist communities. Baptist Women in Ministry, BWIM, supports women who pursue ministry and leadership with resources and community. BWIM advocates for the full affirmation of women in ministry and Baptist life. Baptist Women in Ministry values celebration, solidarity, leadership, and justice. Learn about BWIM, donate, join the cause, and more at bwim.info. This is Rev. Starlet Thomas welcoming you back to this episode of the Raceless Gospel Podcast. I want to introduce to some, and present again to others, Bryn Bay, who is also a writer and spiritual leader. For today's sermon, we will engage in the tradition of call and response, a sacred back and forth. Feel free to join in as an official member of the Amen Corner and chime in as we do some bodybuilding. Uh, So season four is talking about the church as body or building. Or body and building. And I thought that you would be a great fit for this discussion in light of your work and witness at Quininia farm. So the first question is this a body or a building bricks or bones. How do you view the body of Christ? How do you understand embodiment?
0: Um, a body. Yeah. I see the church as a body, as a, a group of people, um, I know I'm not the first one that has ever said this, but I just get fascinated with the the thought of the Trinity being a community, yeah. and uh, so I, I don't mind the buildings. I think the buildings are very necessary because, like when we go into the chapel at uh, at Koinonia, it is bringing the body together uh, to 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 worship in a place that is has soaked in so many prayers mm. but to also go out onto this land i feel now that's not a that's not a building in the, the bricks and mortar sort of way but it is you can feel the spirit to go into our dining hall where we're constantly welcoming people so i do think that that the the building can help in ways to remind us of who we are, mm. and um, we are the body uh, being uh, being asked to remember that we're we're called to something bigger than who we are uh, individually, mm. and to kind of recenter ourselves. So yes, the church is the body, uh, but I don't mind the bricks and mortars because they have their way of reminding us if if we let them.
1: I love that, building a signpost. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: like that. So this Mm -hmm. is the question, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, Christ being the head of the body, has the North American church gotten in over its head? And if so, where? And if so, how do we get down from there?
0: I think we let... (laughs) let that's a funny word i think we remember that that uh uh, jesus is the head and we're not i think what we continually do is we think of ourselves as jesus we think we have to do it we think that um uh, you know, much younger and much more naive than I was today. You know, I, I believed in God, but it said, you know, I'd say things like almost literally like, uh, God, good morning. How are you today? Now you rest because I'm going to go take care of everything. Ah! And, and I think that's something that the North American uh, church does Uh and right now, so many of the North American church is doing that in very hateful ways, which really uh, disturbs me. Uh, we are not Jesus. Please, please let us come together and remember who is Jesus and then go back to basically his prayer. Uh, be one. Yes. <laughs> uh, love your neighbor. And if you are trying to do whatever you're doing out of loving your neighbor, uh, maybe you can let the head, not let, remember, remember that the head is Jesus and you are the body.
1: Mm. I always think that's how wild, how wild we are as human beings that God is supreme and yet never gets the big head. It's not one that throws the divine weight around. Do you know who I am? But we get just a little power we get mm-hmm. one single title and we lose it <laughs> and we lose ourselves do you know who i am do you know what That's i right. do <laughs> die to self he says <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, the next question is this so paul writes which is so fitting paul writes to the church at philippi uh, let the same mind be in you that was in christ jesus what could this passage mean for tomorrow's believers
0: to cultivate listening, I think we have not. Uh, I, I I should just speak for myself. It's 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 we have. I, I'm I'm very blessed to live at Koinonia, uh because we have all sorts of things that remind us to listen, uh, to listen to the voice within, to listen to our own thoughts, but to listen to those people. Uh, around us um, because uh, we're just not taking the time uh, to do that. So I'm hoping that um, I'm scrolling down and looking at your questions so I can remember what I was going to say. (laughs) Um, I think um, how can you possibly know um, what the mind of Christ was and is if you don't cultivate um, uh, the ability to listen. Now, some, you know, some churches um, kind of create that environment for that. Uh, And we think that it's all about silence. Um, Not all about, but it's silence. And I I think silence is important, but you can hear it in the music. Mm -hmm. I mean, when this podcast started, you were dancing and I could i listened to your dance i mean it was so uh, to to uh to to love others for the uh, for their own sake not for mm-hmm. your own sake not what mm-hmm. they can give to you or do for you but to really truly uh love the other and i think i think one falls deeper in love uh, with the other when you when you listen, I mean, think about your your first romance. I mean, you would listen and you would talk and you would listen and you would be soaking it in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to fall in love again. <laughs> I remember that. You
1: hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, those were the days. We'd fall asleep <laughs> on the phone. So- <laughs>
0: Hey, I just celebrated 48 years of marriage. So. I love it. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> I love that. Loving for love's sake only. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, Howard Thurman, one of my favorites, my a spiritual guide and mystical mentor, he writes in his seminal text, Jesus and the Disinherited, uh, the basic fact is that Christianity, as it was born in the mind of this Jewish thinker and teacher appears as a technique of survival for the oppressed, that it became through the intervening years, a religion of the powerful and the dominant, used sometimes as an instrument of oppression, must not tempt us into believing that it was thus in the mind and life of Jesus. How then do we fight against this temptation to believe another gospel?
0: Cultivate within ourselves um, something that is sorely lacking in our world today, and that's humility. Mm. Um, um, We, uh, part of what we do at the, uh, the, part of the internship A curriculum here at Quininnia. So every intern group that that comes through is we read um, uh, we read chapter seven of the Rule of Benedict, uh, titled on humility. Uh, It is you know I think about it all the time. Is especially in living with a group of people, you need to nurture within yourself. And, and and sometimes we, we take words and we make them awful, you know, like mm. humiliation. It's not by, about being small and letting someone uh, walk all over you. Humility is completely different than that. But I know from living in community, what holds us together, well, there's many things that, that holds us together, but one is really cultivating within ourselves. Uh, and within the culture of koinonia is humility. And the other day, I said to myself, "My goodness, um, I'm thinking of this very narrowly." You know, uh, humility helps keep this community together. or a community together. it could ha- it could help the whole world uh, be kept together if we, uh, you know, worked on on. Um... And it goes back to what I said earlier. A big part of humility is to uh, is to listen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, not um, have the center of our world be ourselves. Yeah. Not saying there shouldn't be self care. Right. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that, uh, that, um, cultivate the ability to care, uh, care about and for others mm. and not think that you are the, the cat's meow. You're the center of the universe. Our ego is much too big these days. We need to come back to earth.
1: There's something about being grounded. Yeah. Being grounded. I love that. My final question is this. Jesus is way ahead of his believers. What does the North American church get carried away with? And what can it do to catch up to the kingdom of God?
0: Yeah. I think the North American church is uh, uh, I'm repeating myself. Um, I think I think it's carried away with causes instead of being carried away with the cause of our life. Mm. Uh, So you could be in a church that the cause that is receiving all of your attention is abortion. And it could be the church that is for abortion. It could be the church that is against uh, abortion. Um, you can uh, be in the church of guns, where it's all about, you do not step on my right to have a gun. Or you could be in the church that is all about gun safety and, and my goodness is let's, what are we doing shooting up each other? It's like, it's always the causes. And I'm not saying that we don't work for causes, but somehow the causes have become our God, mm. not God being our God. And something we say at Koinonia or and we try to live at Koinonia is that, you know, we're, um, attempting to be uh, the uh, body of Christ in our small way here, we're body of Christ rooted in the gospels, in particular, the Sermon on the Mount and constantly going back to our roots every day, going back to our roots. And then out of this life together, out of this rootedness comes our service to, for, with others. And uh, to um, to remember that it is um, that there's something bigger than ourselves. And it is not it's not necessarily the gun or abortion or whatever cause uh, that that is, you know, building houses, um, serving the best soup in the world. I mean, all of those things are necessary. But if you make them your God, uh, you can forget God. You can not remember God. And I think uh, uh, the North American church, um, to catch up to the kingdom, uh, needs to return to God. Mm. That's probably didn't sound very humble, did it? <laughs> when when I say these things, I'm saying them to myself. I can get caught up in in, in all of these in all of these things, and um, it's it's so simple that it makes it just so difficult. I mean, what what simpler ways is it? just to be kind, <laughs> to love your neighbor in very tangible ways. Go sit with them when they've lost a child. Um, Go take them to the doctor if they need a ride, and 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 allow them to do the same thing for you. So, yeah. Mm. I hope I haven't been life. too far over. Oh no. Over the- no!
1: <laughs> I feel like I got carried away in the spirit a bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you talk long enough to where you realize you're on a path. Thank you for reminding us of the way.
0: Yeah.
1: That it's just a way of life. It's the way in which we live that we don't have to hold up banners to say it. We just practice right. it day to day. That's what I heard. That's what I put in my notes, pastor. <laughs> As I was taking notes, that's what I put down. And that's what we're going to meet
0: about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no! I mean, no. I mean, it was, you know, the church at first was the way. Yeah. And then it was the koinonia. And then it was the church. I think all those are great, but follow the way and continually return to the way. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're, trying, you know, the North American church is trying to forge its own way mm. and we, we need to come back to the way. Oh, you Me. said
1: something. You said something right there. <laughs> Let the church say amen and amen again. No, that's... Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Pastor
0: Brain. Mm, thank you, Pastor Starlin. So good. So good.
1: I want to thank our guest, Bryn DuBay, and extend to you, our listeners, an opportunity to know this Jesus, who embodies a faith built on relationships that you bring your whole self to, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. This concludes this episode of the podcast, but not the conversation. We must keep up the work of bodybuilding. Head over to our fellowship hour at Raceless Gospel Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Raceless Gosp Pod on Twitter. Absent in the body, but present in the Wi-Fi spirit. I'll see you there. On next week's episode of the Raceless Gospel Podcast, we'll hear from Ben Boswell and talk about the importance of a faith that seeks understanding and shoulders.